of shit. Yeah, you know how we do. Uh, uh, this is more than you can chew. I made a theme song of creamed with jeans on. I'm the original Don Juan. I made a theme song. I made a theme song. I'm wearing a green thong. I exploded a time bomb. I made a theme song. I made a theme song. I named my cat Dong. Put an egg on my ramen. I made a theme song. I fucking made a theme song. Didn't plan it to be this long. Turns out everything rhymes with song. I made a theme song. I made a theme song. Swallowed my long johns. These lyrics are mad strong. I fucking made a theme song. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. This is more than you can chew. Of course, I am your host, Tiffany Moore. Who else would I be? Uh, welcome to the show. I, I think a pretty delightful show in store for you today. Uh, nothing in particular we're going to talk about here. Just a little mishmash. A little polywog. A little, uh mashed potatoes type of episode, but I do have something really important that I do want to talk about with you guys. Um, this is something I wanted to bring to everybody's attention, uh, because I don't want you making the same mistakes that I did. I had an experience recently um, with a product, this is a product everybody uses, no matter your gender, I know that everybody uses this product, um, and you can find it really at any store, any kind of grocery store market, uh, your Walmarts, your Targets, department stores, this product is hidden like a like a rude little bitch among among its peers on the shelf. Um, and you wouldn't know what you're getting yourself into if you don't thoroughly read the label of this product. So I'm gonna tell you my experience just as a little forewarning for you. So I'm really hoping that you don't make the same mistake because when I tell you I'm still reeling, uh, it's it's very disturbing. Um, something I know we all use, We this is the one thing that brings us together as people, I believe, is the fact that we all use toilet paper. And I don't know if maybe toilet paper was struggling after the pandemic. I know there was that big surge and everybody was running out of toilet paper and toilet paper was the thing to have. I mean, people were trading things for toilet paper. I mean, we really saw in the pandemic, if anything, this pandemic showed us how important toilet paper is to our society. And you know, 
just like everybody else out there, every other Joe Schmo blue collar uh, uh, person, I too buy toilet paper off the shelf thinking, hey, whatever I, I normally grab is going to be fine, you know, to wipe my twat. And I had the most disturbing experience wiping my twat the other day. Unbeknownst to me, I had picked up something. I, I don't know whose kind of cruel joke this was to make this type of product. I don't know if maybe toilet paper is going through a rebrand right now, if they're struggling what's going on with toilet paper. But the scented toilet paper is one of the most foul and inhumane things I have ever experienced. I didn't know what I had grabbed off the shelf was scented toilet paper. And not just any scent. It wasn't like a floral scent. It wasn't like a tropical breeze. It wasn't like a mint cucumber. None of that. The toilet paper I picked up unknowingly was fucking baby powder. One of the most, I'll say it, invasive. I, I think one of the most repulsive scents I can possibly imagine being near my nose is something that smells like a baby. And this was called powder fresh or something. I mean, you would really have to meticulously study the label of your toilet paper to really know what you're getting into. And this is why I'm putting this disclaimer out here, like warning the people, because this affects everybody. We all use this shit. It doesn't matter how you grew up. It doesn't matter what gender you are, what race you are, where you live. This will affect you too because they're selling this stuff in all, all the big places. You know, all the places people tend to go shopping. It's there and you're not going to notice it until you go to wipe your twat or your butthole and you suddenly notice, why the fuck am I smelling a baby right now? Why the fuck am I smelling a baby while I'm wiping my twat? Oh, you know how many things ran through my mind? What's wrong with me? What's going on with me? Is this a new thing for my 40s? I don't know. So many things were racing through my mind trying to figure out where is this smell coming from? What is this? All I know is I hate the smell of baby powder. They will put that shit in makeup wipes. They'll put that shit in deodorant. No, I don't know anyone as an adult who still wants to smell like a fucking baby. Take baby powder off the shelf. Take it completely off the market. Take that scent completely off the market. It's so intrusive to me. And I'm just, you know, wiping my twat like completely casually not thinking anything of it and suddenly I smell a baby and I'm just like is this a stroke I don't know is this a sign of a stroke I don't know what's going on when I tell you the tornado that I was propelled through 
because of this fucking scented toilet paper. I, I really, this might be a little harsh, but I think whoever invented this should really be castrated. By the dick or the clit, it doesn't matter. Like this is, it's, it's really uncalled for. It's really disturbing that this is what you chose for a rebrand, like scented toilet paper. And I will admit, when I took a shit, it was nice to have something smell. But it was like, it, it, it was just, it was like, it was either smelling my own shit or smelling, you know, something that was called powder fresh. And it was like, okay, well, that's a little bit nicer than smelling shit, but not much, honestly. Like it what I, I still could have smelled my own shit. But also as a woman, so much shit fucks up your pH balance down there. You know what I mean? And all I can think about when I'm wiping my twat is just like, ugh, it just, just doesn't feel right to me. It feels like this is going to fuck my shit up. I, I feel like th this is just, it's asking for, you know, some type of, some type of like UTI or. <sighs> it's just so fucking, it, it was just unnecessary. It was uncalled for. And I'm here to warn everybody, please, please check your toilet paper labels. I don't want anyone else falling into this trap. Please check. Um, I, I really don't, I, I'm, I'm really still upset about it. And this is something that is going to stick with me for a while. Cause I can't just, I'm not just gonna throw this all away. I got eight rolls in there. I'm not gonna, I, you know, I lived through the pandemic. Throwing away good toilet paper just isn't in me. It's like people who lived through the depression. You know, they're not gonna get rid of that bottle of ketchup that's been sitting in their cupboard for 16 years. Fuck, no, it's still good. It's still got the foil on the top. Like I lived through the pandemic. I know how hard it was to find toilet paper. I can't bring myself to just throw these. So I have to live with this decision now. I have to suffer through this because I didn't think that I would really have to study the label of my toilet paper. Um, really, 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 really just very, very disturbing times we're living in these days. Um, I don't know what's next. Scented, scented tampons? Maybe those already exist. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I, <sighs> It really was a little too much for me to handle. And I don't want this happening to anybody else. So I wanted to get on the podcast and let everybody know what exactly is happening out there. Please read the labels. Read the labels, people. See what's in your toilet paper before you buy it. I'm telling you, you'll regret this. All right, I just had to get that off my chest. Jesus, Oh. <clears throat> All right, get myself out of that mind frame because it was just so disturbing. All right, so, oh, we have actually some good news. I got, um, hang on, let me, let me get this. We have some good news. Um, I know that 
every, I, I was telling you about how I was getting all of the harassing emails about my podcast having copyrighted music in it and I had to take down all the previous episodes. But, you know, with bad news comes good news, right? Good news is usually right around the corner of bad news. Uh, what do they say? It's not rejection, it's a redirection, right? <laughs> yeah, so... Okay, here we go. Um, when you have a podcast uh, that you've been contributing to on and off for 10 years and then you have to take all the episodes down, random men will just email you about your podcast. And this has been happening for years. I'll, I'll always have random messages that say like, hey, we created this website for you to use for your podcast. Like, you'll just get like these random uh, little companies that are whatever trying to get your business and stuff but this is my favorite one I've ever gotten um it's from a guy named Carlos and if you have a podcast maybe you've heard from Carlos because I, I think he's pretty popular from what I've seen on reddit <laughs> um so the title which grabs you right off the bat um more than you can chew is ranking very well in Norway. That was just the title. And I was like, whoa, way to grab my attention there, Carlos. Let's see, let's let's open it up and see what's going. Here's what the message says. Hello, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, More Than You Can Chew, has good performance in Apple podcast rankings. It's position 136 in the category relationships in Norway. Okay. Happy podcasting! Exclamation point. Carlos. Um, and it says he's from pod status and then there's some things in very small print at the, at the end of this email. Uh, I, I did look up pod status just to see some stuff and um, came up with a nice little Reddit forum explaining what pod status is and it's legit. So you don't need to live in Norway to know that this podcast is a huge fucking hit, but it helps. So to all my fans in Norway, I want to give a quick shout out. Thanks so much for making this podcast number 136 in the relationships category. Um, I don't know, maybe there's only 137 categories, but either way, this is very exciting. Thanks so much, Carlos, for reaching out. And I, I love these random messages from men who, who like to tell you how good your podcast is doing or how, how bad it's doing. Uh, so shout out to Carlos, shout out to Norway. Really big things happening here. So it really almost makes having to remove the past 10 years of episodes worth it with that one email really um i don't know if you, who all's aware of this because i did not grow up in norway i grew up in america and i recently learned as a 41 year old woman and stay tuned no matter what gender you are this affects everybody uh there are period phases that we experience 
And I always felt this on some kind of subconscious level. Like I always knew I, I was going through these phases every month with my period, but now it's been broken down to me and I'm learning as a 41 year old woman, there are all these phases like your, your follicular phase, your luteal phase. I don't remember the other two. It's like your bleed out phase and whatever. But uh, the one that really shone through for me and resonated with me was the luteal phase, which I aptly renamed the brutal phase because it's fucking brutal. Uh, this is, uh, uh, it was explained to me that it's 11 to 14 days before your period. So this is the phase where you'll be experiencing a lot of PMS, a lot of like, uh, it, it, it's like, it's, it's the most brutal part of these phases. And typically, uh, women will get a solid, you know, eight to 14 days of sanity per month is basically how they break down these period phases. And it all makes sense. So during this luteal phase, 11 to 14 days seem kind of long for me. I would say more maybe eight to 11 days for me. And it's also this interesting experience of, as someone who is returning to my period, you know, I didn't have my period for years. I was taking birth control and skipping that last week and going right to the next pack. So I was never bleeding. Like I was completely skipping my period for years. So trying to think of, uh, you know, it's like before Christ, after Christ, it was like before I stopped my period and after I stopped my period, trying to remember what my life was like before I stopped my period. It's just, come on. No one's, no one's going back there. No one's really want, it's like these these childhood memories, like you'll hear a sibling talking about a story that happened in your childhood and they're telling the story in such detail, such detail. And you're just like, fuck, nope. Like none of this is connecting, going right over my head. None, I don't relate to any of this. That's what it's like trying to remember what life was like before I stopped my period. It's not a time I like to think about. Um, it, it, it felt like a dark, dark time for me. And so now coming back into my period, going off of birth control and having my period again, it's like these little things will kind of come up that you forgot about. And it slowly crept up on me because, you know, the first few months of being off of birth control, your body's just adjusting so much, really for the first six months. And I've been off it for about, I want to say like eight or nine months now. Yeah, I think eight months maybe. But um, I find myself in these predicaments that I haven't experienced in years. And honestly, I forgot what it was like. And researching these period phases, and like I said, really, really understanding my luteal phase, uh, 
more than any other part because the luteal phase, I feel, is when something else takes over my body. I don't really know how to explain it. All I can provide for you is this imagery of in my luteal phase. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know uh, I'm a pretty patient person. Um, I, I I would never hurt animals. I think you could probably know that about me. There, I've never had any desire to hurt animals. I like animals. I, I, I don't... There's nothing... There's no part of me that would ever, I go out of my way. I believe one time I told a story on here about how I saw a snake had been, like any animal, a bird, a snake, a squirrel, whatever animal, like if it's still struggling and it's it's not dead, like if it gets hit on the road, like I, I have to go back and run it. Like I have to make sure it's dead so it's just not sitting there like suffering until it fucking dies. And, like, I saw a a snake one time and it was, like, cut in half, but it was still moving, so I had to go over and run over its head, whatever. Like, to me, that's more humane than letting it sit there and just suffer until it finally dies. So, that's that's the type of person I am. I can't change that. That's ingrained in me. Um, but in my luteal phase... I don't know what happens. I had this experience recently. Uh, I was working, I was doing the ride chair gig and I had started trying morning shifts. This guy told me he had been an Uber driver for like seven years and he was like, he was like, I just do 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like usually I do, you know, like a later shift because I hate getting up early and I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this morning shift and see if like I can just be done, you know, really easily in the morning, what it's like in the morning. So I was doing that for a few days, obviously like not adjusting well to it as I was normally getting up at like three o'clock in the afternoon and trying to shift into this, like I wasn't sleeping at all. And I just noticed I was really, really, really irritable, really annoyed. And I was trying to get this promotion. Like if you get so many rides, you'll get a dollar amount from Uber. So this was like my last ride of the day, I remember. And I was just over it. And I I got to the place to pick this person up. And they're not coming. You know, the timer runs out. I've been waiting like five minutes at this point. They're, they're texting like, hey, sorry, I'll be there, I'll be there. And it's like a ride for somebody else, whatever. It's all this miscommunication and I am getting lit up. Like, I'm furious and I'm just like, what? The? I don't notice it. Like, to be aware of it in the moment, I'm always really calm. I This shit usually never bothers me. It's not a big deal. But in my luteal phase something happens where I lose all track of self-awareness. Like, I don't give a fuck how I come off. Everything in, in me changes. And it's like, it's like I'm possessed. It's fucking insane. And 
the smallest, the most minute things will just irritate the fucking shit out of me. And <clears throat> that's usually how I know, like, okay, I gotta call it a day. But this was my last ride. This was the last ride I needed to get this incentive, this promotion. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking wait it out, whatever. So finally, he gets in the car and he's just like, sorry, whatever, there was all this. And I'm just like, yeah, 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 like, let's fucking go. Because it was like a half hour away. So I'm just trying to get this fucking ride done so I can go home and, you know, smoke my face off and be a bitch. So I'm driving down the road, trying to get this person to their destination. And it's like a, it's not a major highway. It's kind of a back road, but it's paved. And about, I'd say about 800 feet in front of me. I see a wild turkey come out of the grass and step onto the side of the road, the opposite side of me. So I'm driving on the right side, it's coming out on the left side, I see it, it's a wild turkey. You know, not anything too crazy for these parts, pretty pretty standard. So as you can imagine, I'm driving a little fast because I'm annoyed with this person. I want to get the fucking day over with and I'm not one to be trifled with right now because I'm in my fucking luteal phase. And this turkey, I can see, is watching me come up the road. Yet, he starts walking. He starts crossing the fucking road. He can see how fast I'm going. So in his mind, I'm just assuming he's a male, in his mind, he's like, this bitch is going to stop for me. This bitch is going to stop and let me cross the road. And normally, any other given time of day, any other point, I would have stopped and let this turkey cross the road in peace. There would be no issue. I, 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 I have, I have nothing to defend myself except the fact that I was in this phase of my period and this is the only way that I can really describe how disturbing this phase is. I looked at that turkey dead in its eyes as it started to cross and I didn't slow down. I sped up. I felt my foot boom into the floor and the turkey looks up at me, keeps what like it had the most cocky look on its face. I'm not kidding you. Like this turkey was fucking like this bitch is going to stop for me. Like this bitch is going to stop and it's walking so slow. It's not even trying to go fast. It's not even trying to go fast. So I'm just getting more pissed off in the car. I'm just like, oh, fuck around and find out. You know, like in my head, I'm just cursing out this fucking turkey. Like, fuck around and find out, motherfucker. I'm not thinking at all in this moment. The repercussions of me driving into a wild turkey. The kind of damage that a wild turkey could do to my car, my windshield. I really don't know because I've never hit 
an animal out of spite. I've never uh, fully ran into a wild turkey before. So none, none of the consequences are running through my mind when I tell you this is personal and it's fucking serious. And this motherfucking cocky ass turkey really thinks that me in this huge automobile is supposed to stop for him. And like I said, normally under any other circumstance, I would have, I would have, but in this frame of mind, I did not give a fuck. And he stops in the middle of the road, like maybe he's going to go back, but no, he's just staring me the fuck down. And I'm like, he's going to stop. He's going to stop. There's no other cars coming. He's just going to stay on the left side of the road. I pull right up and under my breath, didn't even realize I did this. I just go, I'm your huckleberry. And the guy in the back seat, my fucking ride chair, but totally forgot he was back. He was just like, what? I'm like, I'm so zoned in. I am so focused on, like, he's on his phone back there. He doesn't even know. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea that I've been carrying on this fool duel with a fucking turkey. And this motherfucker keeps crossing the road. And I'm like, I'm not letting up, bitch. I'm not letting my foot off this gas. Like, this is fucking personal now. Like, I have a vendetta against this fucking turkey. I, I can't imagine ever thinking like this, being in this frame of mind. And I, I'll tell you at the very last second that he possibly could have pulled away. This bitch jumps into the air and flies, f starts flying. I didn't really know that wild turkeys could fly. I knew that they, they have wings, but I didn't really know that they could fly. Jumps up and my car just clips the bottom of its foot. And it's fine. It walks away. Had I actually done damage to this turkey, uh, it honestly would have taken a couple days. It would have taken until my period came for me to really uh, immerse myself in this moment and understand what I did. But mere hours, maybe a day from getting my period, when I'm in that place, I don't give a fuck about a turkey. I don't give a fuck about a turkey. Like this bitch, it was, it was so... The way this turkey was looking at me, I know this sounds crazy, but it was so fucking cocky. And whatever, I'm glad I didn't kill it. I'm glad it didn't die. But this is just an example to show you how fucking wild women can be in this phase. And like I said, like it, it was... It was these dark times you forget about, you know, you, 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 you pretend it didn't happen. You pretend you never were that way. Women are supposed to be nurturing. We're supposed to be the ones, you know, we're not out here running turkeys down with our cars. Women don't do that. But at certain times of the month, women will do that. Women will run down. And I, I had to learn this the hard way. And I wouldn't, I, I, I can't justify this. 
There's nothing I can say that's going to clear my name. I might be canceled because of this. I don't know. But there was just nothing. I felt like no, no other story could better portray what this specific phase of your period is like. Besides that, you just, you lose all cognition. Like, I, I was not focused at all about the damage this thing might do to my car, me actually killing a turkey because I'm annoyed. <laughs> All of these things that normally would be very present in my mind and I would never have these kind of thoughts. This is what the luteal phase is like. Um, so I, I, I thought it was important to share that story so that people can really understand what it's like. And no, no turkey, I'm very happy to say that no turkeys were harmed, um, in this, in this story, so. But next time, watch the fuck out. Like, I was just like, I've never, I've never had that kind of intimacy with a turkey before. Like, it was very, it was very telling and, um, very interesting. Uh, I, so, uh, speaking of car rides, that's a good transition. Um, speaking of cars, I, I, when the weather's beautiful like this, I like to lay out in the sun and I like to go to a park that's kind of close to my house and it has like a nice little lake and I get up on top of this hill where no one can really see me unless... There is a highway, and as cars are coming down the hill, you can kind of see me on top of the hill, but, like, people there usually can't see me. I'm, like, hidden away, and I go out there and lay out in tan. Uh, I'm always very intrigued by how men react to me when I'm laying out. I told this story before and now it's been deleted. Um, very odd things happen to me when I'm laying out at the park and I'm not like scantily clad. I'm wearing like shorts and a tank top. I'm not even wearing a bathing suit. It's like shorts and a tank top. And one time I was laying out at the park. This was a different park. And this guy walking a dog, I, I, I don't know if I was asleep, but he just came up. He's walking a dog. And I'm just in the park, like minding my own business, doing my own thing, just laying there. And he just comes up and he's like, are you asleep? Hey, are you asleep? And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? He's like, are you asleep? And I just look at him and I think I had earbuds in or something, I don't know. But then he just walked away. Like he just, I, I, I don't know if men just need some kind of attention from me. It, it, it's very, I really can't understand it, but when I'm laying out on this hill and cars can see me when they're coming down, same thing. Like I'm not wearing anything, shorts and a tank top, shorts and a tank top, like basic mom clothes. I don't know. When the cars are coming down, Inevitably, every single time I go out here, I'll have someone honk their horn 
and just yell out their window like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> or, or they'll woo me. They'll woo. And I, it, I, can, I can usually tell the difference between like young men who are just, you know, like trying to be cool around their friends or whatever. More often than not, this is like middle-aged older men, like honking their horn. Woo! I don't know what, what purpose does that serve? What are you actually getting from that? Because I just can't wrap my mind around it. I can't wrap my mind around like, are you just excited to see a woman? I, I, I really don't know, but something I've learned at this point in my life is that men are very interested in telling me what they think of my body and I don't know if it's just because I'm a stone fox I don't know if it's because I'm built like a brick shit house I don't know exactly what it is about my body that sends grown men into this tizzy of they need to make it very aware to me of what they think of my body but I find it very fascinating. The woo, the woo in particular, like a honk, whatever. You're being cute, you're being funny. Oh fuck yeah, like that's, thank you. I know you're, we're, we're both amazed at how hot I am. But the woo, just the random woo <clears throat> is just so fascinating to me. I, I, it, it's so funny to me to think of someone just like, I, I, oh, I gotta woo at this one. I gotta woo at this one. And it's made me want to start incorporating a woo into my life. Like when I see guys working on cars at a mechanic shop, like if there's a guy bent over and his ass crack is all out and he's like a hairy guy, like maybe I'll woo, you know? Like maybe, maybe I want to see what this is all about. What, what, what is really in this for men when they're doing this? Cause I really can't wrap my mind around it. So I've thought about maybe I'll start my own little experiment and I'll start wooing men and see if I get any kind of a uh, joy out of it. And um, uh, what else happened? Let's see, what else happened? Oh. <laughs> I did go out for a few hours on Memorial Day to do the rideshare thing. And <clears throat> I picked up these college girls um, on Carson Street. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and they were fucking lit. They were absolutely lit up. <clears throat> and as soon as they got in the car, they're just like, I, what do I do? I lost my phone in an Uber, you know, like slurring their speech. <clears throat> I lost my phone in, phone in an Uber, like how do I? And I, I explained to them like how they would contact to try to get her phone back. And she's just like, I can't believe I lost my phone. And she's like really going through it and reeling. And she looks at her friend and she's like, give me your phone so I can log into my account. And then I can like report my phone lost and all this stuff. And she hands her her phone and she's like, wait, you had it the whole time. This is my phone. 
And so then they're going back and forth fighting of like, oh my God, are you going to blame me? Because I'm like, look, the phone is found. Everyone's happy. Like with drunk people, like you're just being the mediator a lot of times, just like, so it doesn't heighten and get out of control. So I'm just like, hey, the, the point is here. The phone is found. Everybody can be happy. There's no one to blame here. The phone, the phone is present. And as soon as I come into the conversation, the girl behind me is just like, Oh my God, you're right. And your hair is so pretty. And she's just back there touching my hair now and running her fingers through my hair. And she's just like, oh, your hair is so pretty. You're so beautiful. Do you know how beautiful you are? And I'm just like, oh shit. Like how much is longer in this fucking ride? And... She looks at her friend and she's like, I need to kiss her on the lips. I need to kiss her on the lips. And she's like, no, you don't. You can't kiss everybody on the lips. What did I tell you? You can't just be kissing everybody on the lips. And she's like, well, you'll kiss me. You're my friend. And then they start kissing. And it's not like, I've had a lot of people kissing in my backseat. There's no, you know, people aren't really shy about that kind of stuff. And they're not trying to be like sexy or anything. Like they were just like really fucking cute and they were drunk and they just, like this girl just wanted to kiss somebody on the lips so bad. So her friend's like, yeah, I'll kiss you on the, yeah, I'll kiss you on the lips. Just like you have to settle down and like we have to make it home. She's like, this poor Uber driver shouldn't have to be experiencing all of this. So the whole way to wherever they're going this girl's just like i i need to kiss you on the you're so beautiful you're so gorgeous i bet you make so much money in tips like you're so hot and we finally get to the destination that i'm dropping them off and i can't get them out of my fucking car fast enough I mean, they weren't, they weren't even that bad, honestly. It was just like, whatever, like, I gotta, and they're like, you have to hang out with us. I'm like, I, I have to work. I'm not doing this for fun. Like, I'm out here because I need to work. And they're just like, no, no, you have to spend the day with, like, come out with us, come party with us. And I'm just like, I need to get you out of my car so I can get to, like, I'm trying to make money here. So this girl is just relentless in my backseat. She's like, just give me your hand. Let me kiss your hand, please. I need to kiss. And I just like grab her face and plant one on her fucking lips. Just like get the fuck out of my car. And her friend is outside of my car losing her shit. Like, holy shit, you're amazing. You kissed her. You kissed her. And the girl I kissed is just looking at me like a stunned deer in headlights, like was not really expecting me to go in for this kiss. And I was like, okay, are we good? And she's looking at me like with heart eyes. Like it was the funniest fucking thing. Like just completely dead. And she's like, finally snaps back into her body. She's like, you need to spend all day with us. You have to come. And I'm like, nope, that's it. Like that's gonna do it. You got what you wanted, like get out. And they got out and it was oddly like, it wasn't like, oh my God, like I haven't kissed someone in over a year. It's been over a year since I've been dating, hooking up with any, like any of anything that's beyond like sexting or, you know, just like talking to dudes on Tinder. And, um, so... (laughs) I was kind of taken back when I was driving away where I was just like, 
It was actually really nice. It was really nice to kiss someone. Uh, not necessarily under those circumstances, but I, I I knew that it would make her so fucking happy in that moment. And I was just like, get the fuck out of my, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, move on with your day. Like, let's just fucking get this over. And it was just so hilarious to see her face because she was not expecting that at all. But I was not expecting to actually be like, well, it was actually really, really nice to kiss somebody because I haven't kissed somebody in so long. And you just kind of, uh, it was it was just a, such a fucking bizarre moment. But uh, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Um, she was a little sweaty, really, really, really reeked of alcohol. Uh, so it wasn't... <laughs> that amazing but it was just like oh shit I haven't kissed somebody in so fucking long and kind of forgot how enjoyable it is um yeah so those are the stories of the week I think I've uh covered everything that I wanted to just a little mashed potatoes episode just a fun little episode to uh let you know I'm alive and still kicking but uh yeah hopefully have another episode out here soon. Enjoy this beautiful weather. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.